Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. Brought to you in association with the award-winning Levi mm. Solicitors. They are award-winning. They're on the back of the magazine. They've put it on. It says, uh, what is it, the one? It's some... It's- Wills and Probate Awards, isn't it? The British Wills and Probate Awards 2023 Private Client Team of the Year Dash Boutique. Now, Boutique makes it sound really sexy, doesn't it? It does. Artisan. Yeah. yeah. Um, what other words do people use? Good Good is what it is. Yeah. There you go. It's on a magazine too. So, uh, congratulations to Levi Solicitors. Not only do they do Wills and Probate and Conveyancing, yep. they do loads of other stuff. Details of which you can find Plastic on the website. powers of attorney. Yep. More Not than just one. the one power. Yeah. Multiple powers. Yep. I can't remember what they Don't are now. Don't pretend like you know these things. I just saw you open the website while Dan was speaking. <laughs> Listen, if I need a little prompt, you don't see someone reading the news, do you, without a teleprompter? That's correct. So it's similar, except always last minute. Yeah. Speak to them for other stuff too. Excellent. <laughs> LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball to uh, take advantage of the 10% discount on your legal fees. Uh, Dan, Michael, and uh, and Rob here for the weekly show, the update where we uh, we find out what's been going on at Leeds, have a little chat about the, the goings on at LS11, and it's sad to have to start on child trafficking. So let's not talk about child trafficking. Let's talk about voting for us if you could. The vote closes for the FSA awards on the twentieth of November. Monday, the twentieth is when the voting closes for that. We've been shortlisted for Club Podcast of the Year. So please give us a vote if you haven't yet. Uh, Tell your friends. Yes. Tell your friends with VPNs. Uh-huh. Uh, the squareball.net forward slash vote and that will redirect you to exactly where you need to be and we're off to London in a, about two and a half weeks for a jolly little knees up mm. and hopefully we come back with another one of the awards which was uh, which was fun last year we've not even got room for them all have we look yeah. at them all in that corner cluttering it up yeah, uh, fan media of the year that's the one we won last year and it's got only got some mild scratching to it yeah it did, it did take a tumble to that one as well <laughs> Not me this time, by the way, because I did drop the one that we won, the first one that we won in 2011, which was naively a glass trophy. But they're a little yeah. bit made of stern stuff now, aren't they? I mean, but, that is still glass, but it's a very solid lump. Yeah, so. we, would, we would love to win another one. So if you don't mind giving us like one minute of your time, question eight is the one that we're in. It's the only one you have to vote in. And that's the only thing you have to do is like follow the, the link through, question eight, square ball, and then you don't have to do anything else after you've submitted your vote. That's it. I mean, you can do. Vote for other people. Join the FSA if you want. Should we get straight in on the child trafficking then? Who's been doing it? Man City. Yeah. Pep. 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's say yes. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, it's fine, isn't it? Uh, yes, we're on about Finlay Goldman here, who's uh, 15 years old. Looks like a British club record fee for a boy child has been trafficked over the over the Pennines. It's an initial seven-figure sum could be worth in excess of five million pounds. It's been reported. Mm. Been, so he's been playing for the under-18s this season, hasn't he? And um, presumably went over there, saw the facilities, went oh, quite like this. Used to be what players did at Leeds, didn't it? Come to our facilities and think, oh, this is the place for me. But it's weird football, isn't it? I kind of feel quite uncomfortable about massive sums of money being thrown at children and mm. everyone talking about it as well. It's just a very bizarre industry, isn't it? I think, like you see, uh, you see some people online are a bit upset about this, but you've got to think like we do this all the time as well. So I don't know. I don't think you can really get too upset about it. When well, you say we do this, what do you mean? Well, not me personally. Not but, the child trafficking uh, part. We just sign kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's fair enough. But yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? But then again, what do you expect when Man City have got the posted record revenues for a, a British football team? 700 odd million, isn't it? Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, even though they can't fill the stadium a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, but the really good, strong commercial team there. Yeah. They get the deals, don't they? Yeah. The deals with yeah. those companies that well, don't seem to necessarily have premises or yeah, I did, staff. I did see it reported that um, bonuses are available for stuff that gets sold commercially at Man City, but not on the stuff that goes directly to like Abu Dhabi, which is weird, oh, isn't okay. it? Funny, isn't it? You wouldn't have expected that. Yeah, very supportive guys over there. You're a great bunch of lads. Mm, great very bunch much of like lads. how that, uh, that taxi firm that had no taxis uh, sponsored Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> but, you almost can't get annoyed in Man City for this, though, because they're so flagrant with it. It's just like, yeah, we're going to we're going to have all this revenue and we're going to take all the players and you can just fucking deal with it. And we are going to win everything every year, forever. And you sort of go, fine. And we're going to look like we're not enjoying a single minute of it. <laughs> if that's what you want to do, well done. It does completely remove all the jeopardy from everything, doesn't it? And like you say, it almost renders it a bit meaningless. It's just like when you're 20 years into a football manager save and you're just constantly buying all the best players. Because you, you've got all the money and you just... Yeah. That's essentially what they're, they're doing now. So they have a generation of people who... Even if they don't play for them, they'll sell them for thirty million. Well, which I was then say. pays for the next generation of people, and on it goes. I mean, from Finley Gorman's perspective and his family's perspective, presumably they come out of this quite well. His disgusting family. <laughs> <laughs> you met them? Nah, it's so, fine. They're probably fine, aren't they? Yeah, but yeah, offered, they've just been offered a really good deal, probably. Yeah, the chance for your kid to make it at Man City if they don't. Make the European it. champions. I was going to say if they don't make it at Man City with all the best facilities in the country, then you can always get a move back to a club like Leeds, can't you? for five million quid further down the line. I mean, that's the thing in the uh, Athletic article where it's saying City have got high hopes for him. They think he's as good as like Jadon Sancho and Rory Delapson and some other bloke I've never heard of. You think, well, Jadon Sancho never played for Man City. They just flogged mm-hmm. him to Dortmund. The other guy they mentioned never played to, played for Man City. They just flogged him to Dortmund and Rory Delapson's just on loan in the football league somewhere. You think, well, I don't think they're that arsed. It's like five million's not a lot of money for them. Mm-hmm. If he turns out to be good, great. If he doesn't, does it make a difference to them, does it? He's going to be no better than Monty Gimple, I heard. <laughs> well, he was very good. Link with Arsenal, Liverpool. Everybody was. Like, same agent as Cody Drame? Good agent. Yeah, very good agent. Very yeah, good yeah. agent. Archie Gray has been linked to uh, to Liverpool. So they want He's him. on a proper contract, though. So yes. they can pay actual money for him. I think we should get him on a better contract at Leeds for 15 years. Okay. Just keep him. Seems fair. Seems fair. It does... It is annoying this this weird line where essentially before someone's on a pro contract you can pinch them for not a lot of money and for an amount of money that is trivial for a team like Man City. But then as soon as you can get them on a pro contract you then have to start paying proper transfer fees. It's not fair. I was just going to say with regards to Finley Gorman actually had we not agreed a fee with Man City to let him go would we presumably 
have only got the like the statutory mandatory um, academy fees, which are a lot lower, like the elite player performance plan, EPPP, that mm-hmm. was put in place, puts in fixed amounts of compensation for kids, doesn't it? Depending on where they've been trained and what age they are and stuff like that. So I suppose it's like the lesser of two evils, isn't it? Guaranteeing yourself. Why would Man City agree to that? Uh, if they didn't have to pay it. But it guarantees that he goes to them, I suppose, doesn't it? I don't know. Yeah, because there were other clubs looking at him. So oh, basically okay. City were like, do you want this £5 million or potential £5 million or we can just potentially sign him for a bit cheaper? But they'd have to compete with, I think it was Tottenham and someone else. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, my daughter's 15. I mean, no, no, no. That's a bad <laughs> idea. Um, yeah, elsewhere in transfers, Spurs can't recall Joe Rodon, can they? That's good because we want to keep him at Ellen Road. Good. For the duration of the season. Are we going to fall in love with him and then is he going to leave us? That's the question. It's already happening a bit, isn't it? Nah, we'll fall in love with him. We'll sign him permanently and he'll be rubbish. <laughs> like, this is how it works. Don't be so cynical. You've been spending too much time around Normanton there, Rob. I've been too much. I've been spending too much time as a Leeds fan. I think that's mm. the problem. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The longer I get in the tooth about all this thing, I just I don't fall in love with players anymore. Used to do when I was younger. Idealistic. Like when, when Kewell did what he did. What about Jorginho Ruta? That's different. <laughs> <laughs> he never hurt me. No, I mean, there's, the, the thing about Jorginho is I can just appreciate him having a, ni- a really nice time at the minute. He seems to be having a nice time and hopefully mm. that translates into some form of loyalty. But we don't know that Leeds might not eventually go, well, do you know what? Someone's dangling 50 or 60 million quid in front of our faces. We might take it and we might be the disloyal ones. Mm. So just don't fall in love, kids. Not where football's concerned anyway. No. But yeah, Joe Roden, it's good that he can't be taken back I mean he seemed well out of it at Spurs anyway didn't he but there's always that little nagging doubt that you have that might go oh we've got a few injuries a few suspensions he's doing well let's bring him back and have a look at him and then they bring him back and they don't play him anyway but um, no he can just stay in a bit of a, a kind of a what's the stream of consciousness type of thought whenever I hear Joe Roden's name it reminds me of Joe Rogan which makes me think of podcasting and obviously Pat Bamford has got his new mm. podcast hasn't he he's entering this sphere this space with Joe Wilkinson, British comedian. Yeah, that was unexpected. I was listening to a BBC podcast the other day and there was the advert in the middle of it and it was Joe Wilkinson being like, oh, my dream's to be a best mate with a footballer and that footballer is... And Pat Bamford came on. I was like, what the hell's happening here? But, you know, fair enough. Have you, have you listened to it yet? I don't, yeah, I will. I don't think it's out, or maybe it's out just now. But it was weird because I then Googled it and the BBC had kind of announced it on their website maybe last week, but then nobody had tweeted about it which seemed strange. It was like they were trying to hide the facts. A soft launch? Yeah, I guess so. But, you know, if Bamford... Well, he was podcast part, wasn't he? I was going to say, I, I feel sorry for Matthew Lewis. He's ditched mm. him, essentially. Right. Yeah. It's flat in the atmosphere, isn't it? So Joe Rodan's staying forever. That's good. So is Archie Gray. That's, we've put those two mm-hmm. to bed now. Ruta, e- probably. Ruta, definitely. Until he's an old, old man. Um, but I'm dead pleased for him. I'm dead pleased he's got his France under 21 call up. Like I say, I'm, I'm a sucker for... Not redemption arc, because he's not trying to redeem himself, is he, by any stretch of the imagination. But he's just gone from being a, a sad little puppy to being a happy puppy this year. And now he's getting his rewards because he's in the front 21s. Well, oh, there'll, be, there'll be some Premier League bastards pouring poison in his ears there. <laughs> Saying, oh, you come for us. You could get... Did you take a pay cut at Leeds when you went down? Oh, you don't deserve that. No. You don't deserve that. No. Come, come to Bournemouth in the window. I, I don't know if Bournemouth have any France under 21s, but, you know, <laughs> probably. So he's staying forever. Uh, Willie Nonto could be staying if his emoji game is to be believed because uh, it was LUFC MOT com was the account was this on Twitter or, or one of the other platforms this like is Instagram. Instagram right Wilfred Nonto is unhappy with his situation at Leeds United as the January transfer window approaches Nonto wants to play regular first team football as he targets a place in Italy's squad for the next year's European Championships in Germany 
and that's quoting Football Insider. And William Onto replied to that with the crying, laughing emoji. What do we take from that? He'd never want to leave Leeds, that lad. I don't know why he'd have any <laughs> suspicions. I did see, like, after the Plymouth game, I said before, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't straight down the tunnel like he has been in recent weeks. He, was, he stayed out on the pitch and seemed to be getting involved. So that's mm. a slight positive sign. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be entirely... Football Insider have taken a bit of a flyer on this, haven't they, you suspect? Because yeah. they've gone, well, he wanted to leave a couple of months ago, so just run that again. Yeah. I was going to say, it feels like we're just going to have weeks. Like Once a week there will be a, oh, someone wants Willie Nunn, mm-hmm. so he wants to leave Leeds story because it's just the easiest piece of clickbait ever. And it feels like a lot of websites have noticed he's not been playing much for Leeds this season and sort of ignoring the fact that, A, he refused to play for the first month of the season, which mm-hmm. meant he could have played a bit more. And also he's been injured since then. Mm. So Now the Ryan Kent transfer story's off. We've got to put something <laughs> on there, haven't you? So Already though, I'm just thinking, oh, I just want the January window out of the way. Yeah. I'm not actually that. I suppose I still would like a left back, but I'm not actually that bothered. Other than that, yeah, I'd rather just get through it unscathed. Yeah, the left back situation is very much dependent on the hamstrings of uh, Sam Byram. It feels like a very fragile hope, doesn't it, at the mm-hmm. minute? Um, just based on history alone. Uh, anyway, um, when it comes to signings, Victor Ort is no longer in charge of them, so that's uh, that's all right then, isn't it? He uh, he might not be in charge of them at Sevilla very longer, depending mm-hmm. on who wins their next presidential election. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's one of their candidates who was previously their president, Jose Maria Del Nido. Uh, he actually had to stop being their president because he was imprisoned for embezzlement. But he's out that, now. That's unfortunate. Yeah, and he's a candidate for their elections, which I think are the, the start of December. And he's looked at um, their appointment, or Victor Orta's appointment of Diego Alonso as their manager. And he's kind of questioning, why have you done that? He wasn't at that barbecue. He can't know how good <laughs> how good some of the stuff he said was. But yeah, uh, so Diego Alonso has, I think he's won one of his six or seven games in charge so far, which was against a sixth tier side. Mm. And bearing in mind, I think the 50 has about 300 teams in it. Mm. Uh, it's quite a low level. I mean, to be fair to Alonso, I think they've drawn every game in La Liga he's taken charge of. Um, I was just, I've just pulled the La Liga table up actually Rob and they are 13th in the 20, mm. uh, 20 team division with a uh, a recent form guide of drawn, 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 drawn um, so five on the spin so they've played 12 won two of them drawn six lost four positive goal difference though so there's that and they are five points clear of the drop zone at the bottom That is essentially right though isn't it that Victor Alta liked him when he spoke to him at a barbecue It was like 10 years, was it like 10 years ago or something as <laughs> yeah. well Yeah um, much in the same way as he was kind of having his is the man serious <laughs> I ask, and I, no, I, mean, I mean is he genuine is he a serious man Victor Otter because that seems like a ridiculous premise on which to appoint someone well we said spoke at length about how is Chilino and Pepper how he, how he spoke to Jesse Marsh for two years and after that decided he was full of good ideas when he didn't appear to have any ideas it's, it is strange I think he's just easily swindled if you've got his number I think Jesse Marsh had an, an idea Unfortunately, well, just, yeah. yeah. Well, if, if you've got Victor's number and you want to bring him up with some sort of telephone scam, I reckon you you, you can basically clear out his bank account. Yeah, probably quite easily. It was this week. Arthur was speaking at some transfer room congress, which sounds a right laugh, uh, alongside Paolo Fonseca, and they were both saying how they chatted about Fonseca potentially replacing Bielsa, and Fonseca said, or rather, Arthur said. Yeah, they had a chat as well as natural ability and leadership. There's also the emotional part. You have to believe that people have a positive emotional side, which again probably explains why he hired Jesse Marsh because mm. if Jesse Marsh had anything, it was a very 
positive emotional side. So basically, Victor is a bit of a vibes guy, isn't he? When it mm. when you go past hiring one of the best coaches in the world in Bielsa, one of the true mavericks, it seems to be a bit vibesy. Well, again, so Del Nido's problem about the Diego Alonso appointment is that he's just seen Villarreal appoint Marcelino, who has a track record of winning trophies in Spain and actually used to manage Sevilla, although he didn't do a very good job. And Orta ignored him to hire a bloke we met at a barbecue. And again, he's wondering, why have you done that? So Del Nido has said, if Alonso doesn't work out, Orta should let the board decide what to do with his position, basically. Which Who's the most interesting bloke you've met at a barbecue? Um, uh, my uncle's once, a bloke who I think was an arms dealer. Right. He, he was stopping short of saying what he did, <laughs> but he, he sold things to Saudis. And I was like, definite arms dealer. Yeah. So him probably. Do you want to name him? I can't remember his name. It was about 20 years ago. But you sure you sort of get making a bit of small talk with somebody, you're like, I think you might be a dreadful person. <laughs> Are there a lot of arms dealers in Pontefract? No, this was, this was down... My uncle don't live in Ponte. Oh, right. Okay. This, was, this was not my barbecue. The family's escaped then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Someone else who's getting the hell out of town, Scoobs, is gone, hasn't he? Little turncoat bastard. Yeah. Is it? Are we putting him on the, the rat list now, are we? Big time. Yeah. Yeah, of course he is. For ditching us to go to Lincoln and it's cathedral. It's all right, it's Lincoln. Yeah, it's, it's good, surprise, isn't it? Surprisingly, yeah. surprisingly, surprisingly <laughs> yeah. not. I don't know, it sort of flies under the radar. Yeah. It's a bit like York, but not as known. But further down. But further down, yeah. yeah and flatter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But Although no. the cathedral in Lincoln is at the top of a hill, isn't it? Is the Magna Carta in Lincoln? Or a bit of it, or something? Um, Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> Scoobs is there. Is Scoobs, be- tell us. Is he becoming one of those Magna Carta types? who relies on it to not pay his water bills or, or Freeman of the land. That's the, yeah. One of those people. Yeah. Am I having a fever dream? You're talking about arms dealing at barbecues <laughs> and the man carrying things. We're not going to talk about football. It's international <laughs> break, Rob. We're not going to talk about football. But uh, yeah, so Scoobs has gone there. Not an entire surprise given that the interviews he was doing around the time when he was in charge at Leeds, he must have had a taste for it. And I think at that point he didn't rule out maybe looking in that direction again in the future. But um, it did kind of come out of nowhere, didn't it? I felt weirdly sad about him leaving. I felt like we really bonded during those two weeks when he was the manager. I was writing in the Daily Email. It feels like last season, he was kind of the only guy at Leeds who sort of did what was being asked of him to mm-hmm. a relatively competent level. Like he got the under-21s a promotion, which was admittedly ultimately pointless. <laughs> and, you know, he, he got us a draw at Old Trafford, which was a lot of fun and sort of let our wingers stand on the wing. Mm-hmm. And I'll kind of be grateful to he, him for that. he always looked I don't know if I've just sort of projecting it or imagining it he was just looked on the verge of being beleaguered mm. not fully beleaguered just on the verge of it like we could break him at any time I mean you would be wouldn't you yeah and maybe that's everyone else just, that works at Leeds he's just gone to Lincoln for a nice quiet life yeah maybe so I suppose you can't resist having a go at a management job can you particularly once you've had a little go at it yeah and also having Leeds on a CV even for a couple of weeks probably gives you enough because if he if he'd not done the as an interim job last year he probably doesn't get this it yeah. feels like but because you've been like on match of the day once chairman would be like oh go on then, go on then. <laughs> and it worked well for uh, Mark Jackson <laughs> have you seen who's the captain at Lincoln is it Liam Bridcut no but there is a Leeds link oh go on uh, Paudy O'Connor Paudy O'Connor how is it former Leeds and Bradford City legend mm. good oh. fighter if you remember that uh, scrap at real that the under 21s had as well <laughs> Uh, so the 21s, so he didn't go out on the 7-1 defeat then to Palace. Have they played again since? Yes, they he went out on a defeat still, but it was to Chelsea 2-1. And their striker who scored two goals is one of their football manager regions who cost millions and millions of pounds. So technically we won, I think. Mm. It was 2-1, Sean McGurk scored. So. Sean McGurk always scores. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if um, 
Scoobs tries to take some of those players on loan because mm. McGurk looks like he could do with first team football um, and Scoobs has been talking him up a lot he's been playing really well this season so it'd be nice to see some of those players go and be proper footballers I think Liam Bridcutt at Blackpool now by the way it was at Lincoln hey, Speaking of big victories uh, Leeds women went absolutely nuts didn't they at West Didsbury and Charlton feels a bit unfair the opposition getting to put two teams out Hey, hey. <laughs> hey there we go uh, 6-2 they were behind at one point were they and then absolutely slammed in a load of goals in about five minutes yes uh, I think West is scored first uh, but yeah Flora's written a really good blog on this about how the weather was such a state it reminded her of being at Histon as a child watching Leeds there uh, but thankfully Leeds United women did a lot better Katie Hassel scored a hat-trick right I just need to check something here oh no it is that's right yeah because they've got um, Ripon City in the next uh, in the next round we've been chatting about cathedrals there First, I've just looked at Ripon because they've got Ripon City. Uh, Ripon is a cathedral city in North Yorkshire. It is. So there we go. Yeah, I couldn't quite believe that. I was really surprised when I saw the draw. I was like, how can they call themselves Ripon City? But fair enough. You've been to Ripon Cathedral? Don't think I have. That is a surprisingly grand cathedral, actually. Just looking at it. I've heard the Magna Carta's there. <laughs> Pages of it everywhere. Just, <laughs> just lying around. Every cathedral gets a page. They've got a wobbly coffee table, I think, in the one of the back rooms there of the cathedral. Just fold, fold up a bit of the Magna Carta and put it under the legs. What's the ranking between... Um, is a minster above a cathedral? Or is a, or is a minster a type of cathedral? It's sort of the same thing, isn't it? I don't know. I didn't realise there was a ranking. <laughs> right. What's what's the top? Right, minster. Because York's obviously your biggest mm. in, in this sort of... It's, in the it's, north. Your, it's, your, it's your Champions League, isn't it? It is, it? yeah. Level of, yeah. That's like your Wembley. Right, so a minster is an honorific title given to a particular churches in England, most notably York Minster in Yorkshire, Westminster Abbey in London, and Southwell Minster in Nottinghamshire. The term minster is first found in blah, 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 7th century, any settlement, blah, 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 charter, blah, prayer, thing. <laughs> yeah, because Leeds Minster's not even very big, is it? It's just more of like a normal church. Where even is Leeds Minster? Um, down by the uh, bus station. <laughs> by the ETAP budget. Or whatever it is now, Ibis budget it means a fancy church. That's all, that's all we need to get into. All right, fine. Yeah. So that's good. That's my my hot rip and chat. Um, and have we got any more to add on the um, the loan watch, which is one of the kind of the columns we've got here on our our, our prep sheet? Um, We're going to have updates soon, aren't we? From Chris McMenemy, who yep. is bringing his news of the Italian rats. Yeah. Well, Chris has a um, it's a mailing list and a, a Twitter account as well, doesn't it? Following um, Italian football, TMB Italia. And, and a blog, TMG Italia. T- did it, what did I say? TMB. Did the, I? Ma- the match the ball. ball. The match ball. <laughs> I've got a match ball in my head. TMG Italia. Sorry, yes. Apologies to Chris. Yeah, he's coming in actually um, over the international break. I'm going to have a chat about all the different Italian links. Speak about Calvin Phillips, um, who could be mm-hmm. heading his way to Juventus and find out what madness Chilino's got up to. Has he broken Berardi? Yeah, all that kind of thing. So that should be, um, should be entertaining. But um, to sum up what the loanees are doing at the minute, I mean, I actually left this on the prep sheet from last week, but I can assure you it's still true. It just says they're all sh- still shite bugs. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, the court is in session now in association with Levi Solicitors. Uh, Dan, Michael and Rob with you to oversee proceedings. Things have got me gavel uh, just in front of me. Where are you? If your robe's not made it down, they're in one of the boxes somewhere. Okay, here in the uh, in the new studio. What's important is that we assign some uh, some awards. First up, the Ken Bates Villain of the Week Award. We need to pick a Villain of the Week. We can point out some petty grievances and take some cheap shots if we want. So, from the last seven days in in Leeds World, who would you like to nominate? Who's stepping up to the legal hockey first? Do you want to go first, Michael? I don't know who I'm nominating at this stage. <laughs> right. So, uh, mm, I think Man City. Right. Just fuck off, eh? Yep. The case rests. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop being. Look, you can't have every good player. You've already. They've got. They've got. A, they've got you, too many. They've got teams and teams full of good players. Stop yep. it. Stop hoarding everyone. You're making. You're ruining it for everybody else. I've heard that. Uh, I don't know if this is true or not. You know, like that scene in the Matrix when they see like the, the fields of people and like mm. the people farms. That's what Man City's like. I mean, it genuinely is. If you see their academy, it's mm. huge. It's a right sprawling beast of a thing. I know because I was looking at it. Compared when we were going to move to the Matthew Murray site, I was comparing the size of the Man City Academy to what that was going to be, and I was like, "That's not big enough." No, we need more room. You've been on Google Street View again, <laughs> always. Google Street View, Google Aerial View, just doing a bit of research. Spend a lot of time on that. Seeing you? if I can see Lynn Galhart on there moving around. <laughs> <laughs> but the built they're building like a new music arena, aren't they? Right opposite the Etihad, just like a canal. They've already got an arena as well. Yeah. Stop having two of them. Well, they've, they've got there's the canal at one side of the stadium, and just over the canal by the Metrolink thing. There's a well, if you look at it like from the air, it looks like a, a derelict piece of land. But I think they're building another music arena on there, which feels like a little bit of a cheat because if it's big, they put on big acts. If they put on, I don't know who are the kids into. Let's say Drake, then the kids are going to be even more attracted to going there, aren't they? Oh, we can go see Drake after training. Mm. It's all a ploy to groom the teenagers to get them to Manchester. Absolutely, yeah. So, oh, come on, it's, it's a complete lifestyle you've got here. But I, I just prefer the days when some teams could have some other players mm. without Man City wanting them. It's boring. just makes football quite boring. They but must you can't... be bored as well. They are bored. Look at them. They're just like, oh, I suppose we'll sell him to Chelsea because even though he's really good, he ain't going to get in our team, is he? So fine. Let him let Arsenal have Zinchenko cause, and Jesus because it's not going to make any difference, is it? They sell, they sell one of their farmed children to Chelsea and then it just keeps the, it perpetuates the whole cycle, doesn't it? They can then go out and buy some other, I don't know, arsehole for 50 million quid <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say if they can find no one better they'll just buy him back anyway won't they so it doesn't matter give us Calvin Phillips at least 
Yeah. We'll have him back. Yeah. Although, maybe send him out on loan ourselves to get him fit because <laughs> he's not played for a couple of years, has he? Yeah, so I think you put forward a strong argument there. Go on, Rob, who are you going to nominate then? I mean, it's been a quiet week of villainy, it feels like, but I'm going to nominate Enzo Maresca because he's starting to annoy me now. The ball fraud? Yeah, exactly. I feel like, you know, he's come out the last two weeks and cried about, oh, we should have won, we deserve to win. Well, you didn't win, mate. And I think if he had any self-respect, he would just come out and say, look, I'm a bald fraud, so don't listen to anything I say. And that would make life much better, I think. Okay. Some strong arguments there. We'll, we'll decide maybe between them or any of the other candidates who have been sent in by RTSB Plus members as well. Um, we can take some cheap shots. We can decide who's uh, who's getting what badge pinned to their lapel here as we go through them. Who have we got? Let's have a look. I mean, the ref stroke, the referee's called Josh Smith, looked him up. And Joe Edwards, kind of for the same thing. Because I feel like one of these could have meant the other one didn't have to be nominated. But mm-hmm. Joe Edwards came on and kept trying to injure people and the ref sort of let him. So those two, those two as a combination. Although I look back actually, Josh Smith, the dickhead ref, who did score a uh, 2.73 out of 10 in this, which is below the season average. But he was... What, what, are, the, what are the refs generally average about? 3.38. Right. Checked on the sheet. Okay. But he was the ref for the Cardiff game and is was the second best ref of the season. Right. In that game, so apparently. So performance is dropping, so they don't need that Blabine um, PG MOL. They don't need to do the the rating the refs and send, sending people to check up on them and watch them and score and we've done it yeah but as Donny White points out um, the ref should have given him about five yellows yes can you get five yellows nope what happens after two go <laughs> thanks simple thanks for clearing I'm that doing up the, I'm doing refereeing the... expert now I yeah <laughs> done the courses thanks done for, the courses thanks for clearing that up Josh Smith as well I've been looking into his background and he's one of these people who's the son of a referee as well right you can't, you can't trust these people no full, full family of referees Sick. Imagine what they talk about around the Sunday dinner table. Offsides, stuff like that. Sounds like lots of fun. Right, go on then. Who next? There are a couple of shots for you, Michael. Ah. Can't work mm. a card machine, can you? The card machine was letting me down very so, badly. All right, so you do refereeing and acting and music music and all that. Modelling. Yeah, can't Wait, do, can't incap- do a card machine. Incapable of point of sale activities. Did some more modelling yesterday, didn't I? Look, keep an eye on the website for that. <laughs> when that was suggested, you have to look on your face. Great. We let down, weren't we? Yeah. Should we call him out? Who? Simon. Simon Ricks. Simon Ricks was going to yeah. be coming in to model some stuff. I believe. Couldn't I, be bothered. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't be bothered going to see those chumps, is what I heard he said. Um, about what was it? What was he modelling? Some forthcoming t shirts and hoodies and stuff. Right. One of these t shirts, in fact, I've kept it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've not sold these. These are slightly different than the other green shirts we've sold. So, you know. Oh, this is the new hoodie. I've just realised I've been wearing the new hoodie. What I will say is keep an eye out for me in the Kaiser Chiefs because I'm coming for that job next as well. Yeah. Can you play bass? I presume yep. you can. Yeah, it's only four strings, isn't it? Yeah, easy. Do it all, don't you? Like it's a one man band. It's fine, I pick that up. Not be no bother. Would you go for the top string mainly, or uh, start on the top string and work your way down? Yeah, I'll see what they all sound like. Yeah, probably. And then just go from there. Just feel your way through it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Good. Uh, what else has he been nominated for? It's a collective one for you, podcasters. I exclude myself from this. Being so miserable during mm. the match ball. I'm aware I'm doing this when it's happening. After we win, and I'm stressed. But no, 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 no. Hang on a second. Pause here because we weren't miserable. We were just reflecting that it had been quite a stressful finish mm. to the to the Plymouth game. And if you weren't in the stadium, then you might not have the same understanding of it because you come away from it, you go, "Oh, great, we won," and I'm happy. But we reflect what it's like in the stadium. Obviously, it's more difficult for the away games because a lot of them are on the visual radio. But the home games, straight here from Ellen Road, and it was a stressful finish to the Plymouth game. Mm. And I think our demeanour reflected that because they can't all be like gold medal performances, can they? I was I was in the stadium. You're a bunch of miserable bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did play well. That's the thing. 
we were good for nearly all of that game. It's just when they scored, it became a bit Leedsy feeling. Yeah, and even then, it didn't completely kill the mood, did it? It's just oh, sorry for being authentic and accurate. Is it, it Jez who nominated us? Like a bunch of scum fans breaking out the Norwich City scars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Chino Boy gets one as well. Chino Boy, actually, we've since learned. <gasps> yeah, this is a scandalous development. He's a Derby fan. Yeah, so uh, it was somebody who... Uh, did they tweet us? So apologies yes. if we haven't remembered your name. Shall I check while we... You could do, yeah. yeah, yeah well, you you was, tell the story and I'll try and find this tweet. was on the same train home as Chino Boy, and it turns out he's a Derby fan who was in the Plymouth end. What a strange man. I was going to say I quite liked him for sort of being a bit of a pantsman villain and adding a bit of fun, but now I've heard that, no. I think maybe he is the villain, actually. <laughs> it's weird there were neutrals at this game. I didn't mention this for propaganda, but one of the um, one of the clips on there, he was chatting to a Bristol Rovers fan who seemed to have come down to be in the Plymouth end for that. Why strange. would you bother? I know, it's a fucking long trip, isn't it, to watch... <laughs> To watch anyone, to watch your own team. Never mind to watch a, a neutral. I've done some rudimentary research and I can't find the tweet, so apologies. Brilliant, well, well done. We'll credit you afterwards. <laughs> well, if you, you were the one who brought the fact, you could have bloody found it, couldn't you? You could have brought it to the table. I will, and I'll make you look stupid. I'm taking a cheap shot at you for that. Fine. Oh, Ipswich got nominated too for winning because we meant to have agreed that they're shit now. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Who's going to have it then? I am leaning towards Man City, I think, here. Because they're the only one who's caused me any sort of legitimate grief. And that chump, Joe Edwards, already forgotten about him. A few people did say they couldn't nominate anyone Plymouth-wise because they didn't know who any of them were. <laughs> so just none of them stick in your mind. You kind of go, I don't know, someone, one of them. the One of the boys in green. But yeah, I think Man City, for the Robin is of future money, aren't they? Yeah. And probably robbing him of a chance to ever play football because he's just going to... Robin his childhood in many ways. Let's say that, yeah. 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 Good. Um, let's move on to the Catano Barardi Hero of the Week award. Craig um, Allen. That's who said. Thanks, Craig. I knew that. I was just testing. Well done yes. for passing the test. Thanks, Craig. Yeah, so the uh, the score's out of 10. Oh, we had a couple of ties here at the top end of these scores sent in by TSP Plus members. Rodon and Dan James, both with 8.22 out of 10. Mm. That is remarkable. I even went to more decimal places on this and can confirm they were exactly the same score right. and then Archie Gray and Joel Pirro got both got uh, they both got two. exactly the same score as well that's nuts is that isn't it yeah what I thought, makes you think doesn't it, eh? mm. it does. so he has some decent scores all around there Joel Pirro basically scores badly unless he scores a goal doesn't he yeah. seems to be the, the pattern I keep thought, scoring and he's fine yeah it's the easiest way of doing it uh, we feed that into the supercomputer which shows us that Crescencio Somerville is our current leader at the top of the um, player of the year Award it's tight, scoreboard, though. yeah. Seven point three five out of ten average so far, with Ethan Ampadu on seven point three one, and Dan James seven point um, one nine, looking to retain his Player of the Year crown mm. from last year after yeah. his year on loan at Fulham. James Rutter and Rodon are all just slowly climbing up the league, so it's good. It's nice to look down this mm. and see kind of halfway down the list and see players who I generally think have played well this year because halfway down the list last year were people like. Brendan Aronson, who you were like, isn't he terrible? Isn't he terrible? How is he fifth on this list still? But now everyone's quite good on it. I feel like nice. um, Cody Drame has got a long way. It's a lot of work to do to try and win this because he is currently bottom with mm. 2.13 out of 10 based on one appearance. Being managed by Wayne Rooney is not going to help either, is it? No, no. Unless he does help to take Birmingham down, in which case mm. he might win this by default because that'd be funny. Kitana Brady here of the Week Award. Step up to the uh, to the legal hockey and deliver your, um, your legal darts if you could. We're looking to um, award one hero of the week, some formal commendations and a doff of the cap. Go for it. Who's, who's stepping up first? I'll step up and nominate Sam Greenwood. 
Mm. Bit uh, out of the box, but he was... As was his free kick. Well, yeah, I was just about to say, what a free kick that was. And also, it's very funny that he's just made lots of Leicester fans and their manager and players just sort of lose their minds, basically. It was looking at some of their reaction. They were all saying, oh God, we're returning to Rogers ball. I hate this. And I thought, didn't Brendan Rogers win the FA Cup and get you into Europe? Mm. Like, can't have been that bad. But yeah, so it's nice to see them panic and it's nice to see Sam Greenwood doing well. Albeit, I think he's kind of playing rubbish, but he just keeps scoring goals, so fair play. Yeah, I mean, that, that was my claim this week that they're going to have Warnock in. Soon enough, they don't like that ponderous nonsense. Just get... Get it forward. Get, I don't know, Wayne Allinson in or someone like that in <laughs> to play up front. Someone that, that Warnock had at Huddersfield who's now 50. A big lad who can head it. Andy Booth, get yeah. him in. Yeah. Get some big lads up front and stop this fannying about Harry Winks out the team hmm. brown it in it's an interesting call is that Rob um, nominating somebody who's basically inflicted pain on others as our hero of the week after Leeds mm-hmm. Leeds have won and there are many many good performances are you nominating Michael I think a little scum bastard yeah Joe Roden was brilliant can I just and ask completely overlooked on the match ball as well I don't think he even got a mention but yeah it's because he's just did he's just good really all the well. time isn't he? Um, I was just going to say regards to the little scum bastard have we deferred giving him this award earlier in the season a couple of times? Because we said he'll get his chance in the coming weeks. I think we might have done, you know. Might have done. Is it time? I feel he deserves it. He scored our 6,000th goal. That was good. Yeah. Do you know how many other players have scored a 1,000th goal for Leeds? <sighs> Not many. I'm going to say probably five. Yeah. Are thereabouts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Half, a dozen, right. half a dozen or less. Yes, I'd say yeah. so. So that's the thing. And he's done that. But yeah, he's just, he's just kind of playing well every week now. Yeah. Scoring goals, getting assists. He stopped doing the things that frustrated us about him, hasn't he? Like mm. just ballooning it into the stand half the time and showing terrible decision making. Suddenly he's um, he's looking like a footballer. Yeah, it's really bizarre when like he scores and you're not surprised. But yeah, that's just what Dan James does. Mm. Whereas in the past it was like, bloody hell. Even if just a few weeks ago it was like, bloody hell, Dan James has scored. Yeah, uh, Boney M's saying that uh, Dan James was very good today, talking about the Plymouth game, and he's starting to earn the Danny James nickname you refuse to use. Who is it, was it Moscow who really objected to Danny? No, I think he doesn't like the name Danny, so you started calling him it. Not Dan James, I'm about Danny, Moscow. Danny Chapman, yeah. who's not here today. Yes. Um, Do call him Danny if you see him. <laughs> Danny! It's funny, you know, I've, I get all variants of it. I get Daniel, Dan, Danny, depending on who I uh, mm. bump into. It's mainly people I grew up with who called me Danny at school who still call me it. Mm. But, you know, when you bump into him in Morrison's or whatever, you haven't seen him for 10 years. Go, Danny, you go, oh, that's me. Does anyone call you Bob? No. Bobby, uh, Bobby. Uh, just like to sort of run in the family, Bob. I had a, my great granddad was Bob and one of his sons was Bob. But I feel like I'm a bit too young for Bob. Yeah. I hope. Mm. I don't mind I don't it though. But, but like older fashioned names do come back around in the cycle, don't they? So yeah. Bob will soon become like mm. a, a young person's name again. I'm happy to adopt in a few years. What about Rob? You go that by is that? my name, yeah. yeah. What about Robbie? <laughs> Used to get called that as a kid. My mum sometimes still called Rab? it. Rab? Rab? No, not a dad. Rabby? Yeah. Not Scottish. No. 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 Bobby? Not Bob, keen Bob, on Bobby. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby with an I? Bobby's maybe my Danny. Lewis, who, who I used to work with back in the ITV days, we discovered his middle name was uh, was Robert, so then called him Bob. Oh, Bobbo. Yeah. From that point onwards, because because why not? It's more fun. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Robert James, and I was going to be James Robert, but then that would have made me Jim Bob. So they mm. switched it around. <laughs> <laughs> Tapping into your hick roots. <laughs> what about you, Michael, Mickey? Yeah, I've, I've had that. Occasionally, people will randomly call me Mike, Mike. out of nowhere. Yeah. But I'd be like, that's not, that's not a name, but fine. <laughs> All right, Mike. 
Yeah, I just take anything really. It's fine. Yep. Baldy, bald frog, <laughs> slaphead. Dr. Normanson. Uh, Dr. Normanson, yeah. That kind um, of thing. I don't what letters do you have if you're like a legal person? Oh, FBI. Okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> Something like that. OBE. Yeah. I mean, it'll happen at some point, won't it? Mm-hmm. The honours are sure to come. Oh, for real. Uh, right, anyway, Dan James. Little scumbaster. Are we still, are we still keeping his LSB? Are we, are we shortening it to LSB to keep the joke going, but to not insult him anymore? He feels quite distanced from scum now, doesn't he? I think because we, mm. particularly because we've taken him down a division spitefully. Yeah, it's almost resetting him because we tried to get him in the championship, didn't we? So it's almost like a, I don't know, he, like a, a, a regen, like we're doing an alternative timeline. In, uh, yeah, and he escaped. in the Legion United Cinematic Universe, somehow got went to scum by accident. Yeah, but then we brought him back, brought him back to the championship, and now we're going to go again, and it's a fresh. Okay, so okay. I think he deserves it for that. So well done to the little scum bastard for your nomination this week. Uh, okay, anybody else want to mention them before we uh, get into awarding these? I think Scott Scotty T, speaking of, of nicknames, nominates Chan Siri and the entire football department at Sheffield Wednesday. This is fucking hilarious. Which it, I think we, really I think is, we yeah, can yeah. agree it is going brilliantly for them. Where are, I'm just having a look at where they are in the league. Hang on a second. They've been better off keeping Darren Mower. <laughs> I see that. I'm just going to refresh the page in case anything's changed. Hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. See, they had a points deduction, uh, which mind, is probably going to come at some point. Sheffield Wednesday, out of a 20, there's 24 teams in the championship, the only the EFL. Mm-hmm. They're 24th, won one game, drawn three, and lost 12. They've scored seven goals. Jesus. And they've conceded 27, giving them a, a goal difference of minus 20. They have six points. It's quite, it's quite a long way adrift of Huddersfield, who are 21st, three places above them with 15. Wow. How did we not beat them? It is weird. We should have to be able to replay that game. Mm. The other side to me of this is that Sheffield Wednesday's one win came against Rotherham, didn't it? And that gives me hope that even the most pessimistic Leeds fan will believe that we could potentially get something out of the forthcoming Rotherham game, mm. the international break. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. No, <laughs> I feel like I've just jinxed it by saying it. But uh, yeah, they're abysmal and it's really, really funny. As you said, the context of having expended all that effort to get up at the end of last season... And I, I was I was very low key, mildly annoyed about them doing that. You know, when they were they were losing what four 0 to was it Preston, Peter, Peter 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 yeah, yeah. Someone beginning with P. Um, Preston are in this league already. Oh, fine, whatever. They were they were were they four down in that playoff and they brought it back. Yeah, and then there was some drama in the playoff final as well, wasn't there? But it was all a waste of time. Needn't <laughs> <laughs> have bothered. This was they didn't realise the joke was on them long term. It was just one of those things. It was like yeah we. Wait to next season. You're gonna, you're gonna get to watch this fall apart over. You've had a nice not day, ninety minutes, but had, nine months. You've had a nice day out at Wembley, <laughs> and it's going to be completely ruined by the whole year ahead. Oh, football's great, isn't it? When it's not you. Oh God, when it's not. When it's not you. Uh, who else wants um, a mention? Young Archie Gray. I see he gets a few nominations from people. Are we formally commending Young Archibald? Yeah, just being good in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did, he did a dummy in the first half, which their player fell for. And I think if Rasmus Christensen had seen that, his head would have exploded. It was, <laughs> it was just so good. He's really good, isn't he? Yeah. Um, the nation of Wales gets some love from Philip. Is Philip Welsh, do we know? Mm, who can say? Mm-hmm. Who can say? But um, I'll let you read the Welsh bit at the end. But yeah, pulling our season together with Rodon, Ampadu, James and Tyler Roberts, wherever <laughs> he may be. Is it Birmingham still, isn't he? Is he playing? God He's knows. not, is he? It says a lot that my, my dad said, you know, when we were... Um, we played. Have we played QPR yet this season? Yes, they were shite. We yeah, beat them at home. Yeah, we played. That's when Pat, you probably your memory has um, erased it because of the that 
the horror tackle on Pat Bamford. Ah, yes. Yeah. Uh, no, the uh, yeah QPR game. And I think the conversation I had with my dad that game was, he was like, it's Tyler Roberts on the bench for them. I was like, that is at Birmingham. <laughs> he's on. Is he? So yeah, he was. He was on loan here last year, but now he's gone to Birmingham. Oh, he's played. Know. He's played one game for Birmingham. It seems. Is he injured by any chance? Must be. Yeah, he's one of those. Bielsa probably broke him, didn't he? <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, he was broken when he got here, wasn't he? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Mm. Um, just tapping back into your expertise, uh, Boney M again wants to um, put a shout out. Is this? We'll, we'll go for doff of, doff of the cap for this for the lady at Ellen Road who behind Boney M uh, shouted, "Either get it in the box or get it out the box." <laughs> <laughs> depending on the circumstances. That's more Jesse Marsh, is that? Well, that sounds like one of your football... It's where the goal is. Training coaches. So if you get it in theirs, courses. you're near the goal. Yep. If it's not in ours, it's not near our goal. So I um, I wondered if you were sat in front of me at the game because someone, when it was still nil-nil in the first half, just shouted, play better. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that, man. Yeah, yeah. That's what, that was what Frank Lampard used to say as well, wasn't it? That's That was his method for getting teams to play better and... Just be better. You just be better. Be mm. better is how I'm good. And if they're stressed, just tell them not to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, these are all things that can work. Uh, we get another mention here. Actually, I think we're going to are we going to give ourselves a doff at the cap, or is this going to be a formal commendation? We'll let you decide. Uh, Andrew Dentman, thanks us for uh, pointing out that Asda are no longer owned by Walmart. I didn't know that because I was behind the curve on my supermarket news. Mm. Big, the big four, they're the big, the big four. four, aren't they? In this yeah, country, uh, yeah. Although I believe that Aldi have grown now to such an extent they're in they're in the top four, I think, size wise. Which is mad, isn't it? But yeah, Tesco, Sainsbury's, Morrison's, Asda. There you go. You big four. The big four. Yeah. Anyway, I'm more of I'm a more of a little Aldi home bargains. Does that fit? that's kind of a supermarket, isn't it? Yeah, a floating voter, you pick up the bargains. They might be they might be three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, B&M and, if I must and Costco as well you, you're a big fan of co- bulk buying in Costco's Costco a, Costco's a wholesaler I'm, right. I'm, that's a separate yeah. that's just on its own but you do go there for groceries don't you like, I do yeah you're bulk buy so yeah. get your chicken kebs from there don't you oh chicken kebs are fucking great are they good and the chicken the spicy chicken tenders as well yeah just got to buy 400 at a time but yeah you know. I think you get a dozen kebs which isn't too bad still a lot <laughs> you need a big, too many chicken kebs you need a big freezer time. you do yeah. need a big freezer how often do you eat chicken kebs what, what three times a week <laughs> well bre- breakfast every day yeah so you can just kick off that garlic get the day off to a flyer <laughs> get, if you like garlic as well the gyosas are very nice as well them of course your little dumplings yes yeah, yeah. little, um, little pa- parcels of joy yeah very Excellent. nice um, right okay then. might go now <laughs> bring back a, a fucking a gross of, uh, of gyoza we'll start eating just eat them in here like cool hand Luke eating the eggs um, I mean, they are frozen Oh. Air fryer in the studio? Well, we have spoken about this. There are plugs around the building. We could install an air fryer. It'd probably contravene our lease, but you know, who's, who's going to know? If we dangle it out the window on an extension, <laughs> I think that's, that's absolutely fine. Leave it out in the rain. <laughs> right. Uh, is it going to be the little scum bastard who's having it this week or Sam Greenwood? It's not Sam Greenwood, is it? He's done all right, but little scum bastards made me happy this week. I, yeah, I think so. Sam Greenwood needs to do it more. When yeah. do they play Ipswich? If he can do it again against Ipswich, then he wins it. Well, I can reveal that that is happening on the 9th of December. So soon. Okay. Yeah. And then they've got the return fixture uh, mid-April. So that'll be exciting, won't it? 9th of December, which is when we play Blackburn Rovers. Yeah. With our big away day. 7,800 7, allocation 7,337. Seven, I know it's because it was palindromic. Ah, nice. 7,337. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Although it doesn't, it doesn't sound like there's a reciprocal price agreement, so there, three fans who will make it to Ellen Road will be paying about 47 quid. It's a very long way. Uh, so, um, 
Little Scum Bastard, congratulations on being our, our hero of the week. Do keep it up. He's a good boy, isn't he, really? He is. He's lovable, isn't he? His little cheeky face. <laughs> that wraps it up for this one, then. We'll say thank you for joining us on this. Quick reminder, go to the squareball.net forward slash vote before Monday the 20th of November and go to question eight if you could. Club podcast of the year. Vote for us. I mean, you don't have to, actually. You could vote for the Newport one if you want. But I'd prefer it if you went for us. We'll have a nicer time in London if we win, won't we? They beat us once, didn't they, as well? Yeah, everyone I've met from Newport's been dead sound, to be fair. So if you want, I don't know, if you want to vote for them. I'm not going to see what I was doing, so. <laughs> you were invited, to be clear. If I was, people, yeah. If people are thinking we've bullied you. No, I just don't want to go to London or wear a suit, so. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> we'll catch you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 